0: time for our monthly program about you and your money. And today we're joined by Lawrence Hale from Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors. And today we'll be talking about a fitness test for your financial plans. Lawrence, good morning. What's going on with you guys today? How's the market doing?
1: Well, markets are uh, are off to a good start so far, so uh, we're 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 happy it's 2021.
0: Well, this is the time of the year when lots of folks are focused on improving their physical health, following up on all those New Year's resolutions—a wonderful thing. Also, a great time to make sure your finances are in good shape as well. And I would love to hear your insights on what we can all do to give our finances a sort of fitness test to make sure we are on track to meet our current needs and future goals. That's the big picture, what we'll be talking about today. But again, before we dive in, let's get a check on where the financial markets are since we last spoke, Lawrence.
1: Well, you know, Wayne, it's, uh, it's typical of the markets. They, they go up, they go down. And, and that's kind of been the story so far this year. We've, we've seen the markets in positive territory, negative territory. Uh, it's very early in the year. But right now, we, we we see the S&P 500 through yesterday. That's the Standard & Poor's 500 index up just a hair over 2% for the year. We see the MSCI EFA, which is international markets, mostly developed countries, up just a fraction under 1% for the year and a broad index of, of bonds, which is the, the Bloomberg Barclays U.S. aggregate bond index that is in negative territory down about 1%. So it's, uh, it's early days in the, in the year so far coming off of a very strong year in market performance. But, uh, optimism, uh, is, is the name of the game, particularly as we, we move towards, uh, further um, progress on, on cleaning up this
0: pandemic. Have you seen a trend in the market since Election Day and since Inauguration Day?
1: You know, there hasn't been necessarily a discernible trend other other than the fact that the markets have gone up. November of last year was one of the strongest months in the market in, in history. Um, and, you know, we, we generally want to look at long-term performance of the markets rather than the short-term performance. And when you look at the S and P 500 over the last 15 years, it's averaged 9.93% over that time per year. However, there've been a lot of years in the last 15 years, that the market's been deeply negative. So the name of the game is staying invested. And since the election, since the inauguration, you know, markets are, are, are trading kind of on headlines, which is not un, unusual. And I think there's there's a general sense of optimism, particularly around the pandemic, that, that we think is gonna be the main driver towards future economic and market growth.
0: That was my next question, that, yes, there are some positive numbers, even though there are still deaths and other infections as well, but Connecticut's is down to 3.77% infection rate as of yesterday. Do you anticipate, with the role of the vaccine in the big picture, with the numbers coming down, that that will have a positive effect on the stock market?
1: It'll have, I think, a positive effect on the economy, which in turn will impact the stock market, However, a lot of the performance we saw last year and, and even so far this year it is reflecting that optimism and that um, expectation of progress due to the vaccines, due to you know other policies, the you know stimulus and so forth, um, because the market is a forward-looking mechanism, so they're anticipating or, or looking forward you know a couple of years at how are companies going to be doing down the road. so that's often why you may see. Industries or companies that are um, at the moment may not be doing so well but uh, as you know as time goes on may rebound quite strongly and, and their stock prices often will reflect that so it's uh, there, there's a lot of good economic news there's you know some softness in, in certain areas but generally speaking we're continuing to do the right thing and, and it's good to see those uh, those vaccinations getting completed particularly in our neck of the woods.
0: Lawrence, who's Brad, and why does Brad have a blog? So,
1: so uh, Brad is, is the chief investment officer for Commonwealth uh, Financial Network, which is a company we affiliate with, and he has a really great blog online called the Independent Market Observer uh, that you can search on, on the web. And he has some very timely, uh, very relevant uh, articles that are about a wide range of things looking at economic uh uh data market data as well as some you know headline related things like is reddit breaking the market was one of the headlines not not that long ago uh updates on the pandemic so it's a nice way to get a bite sized um bit of, in, of of information uh particularly when the financial press often will use a lot of you know confusing terminology or uh, be unclear in actually explaining what is going on, and they just use the headline. So check it out.
0: Speaking of Reddit, can you clarify or explain to the vast North American listening audience what this whole thing about GameStop has been, and does it have an effect on the average guy on the street?
1: So this is the way I've described it um, to most of the people that have asked me. It's kind of like musical chairs, and you definitely don't want to be the one that gets stuck when the music ends and has no chair. Um, Which is, you know, we've seen instances of, um, dare I say, market manipulation. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's that quite that level, but where um, there's been this unjustifiable move in certain companies, industries, or, or parts of the market. Um, for one reason or another, generally speaking, a lot of people piled in, they pushed the price of stock up by using investments that lever their dollars, meaning they didn't have to invest as much money uh, into things like options, yet they they were able to amplify uh, their actions um, and push that stock price up. And in a way, it came, became a self-fulfilling prophecy because as the stock went up, more people bought it. Uh, particularly these hedge funds that you hear about um that I don't think anyone has any sympathy for <laughs> um understandably um and and you know it it's fine it it happens it's um not real in the sense that there's no real fundamental reason that the stock should be going up, which is that's the way we invest is long term fundamentals are going to drive returns. Um, It's an anomaly, and and I think there's now appropriately a lot of uh, regulatory uh, and market uh, oversight in why did this happen, how did it happen, and you'll see likely some curbs on uh, certain types of trading, and these kind of disruptions happen in various markets occasionally and they're usually, it's like a flash in the pan. So.
0: Lawrence, now that the tax season's about to begin when most of us are already putting together documents and information to file our taxes, it seems like a great time to stop and review all of our finances as well. What are things we should be doing?
1: Well, you know, absolutely, Wayne, it's, it's uh, you know, a new year, we're, we're a month in, and, and uh, as you had mentioned earlier, people are very focused on returning to good habits for physical health this time of year, which I was one of those people. Uh, but it's also a great time to make a habit of checking in on your financial health as well. So uh, you can't really meet your goals and live well down the road if you don't plan well today. So it's really important to take the time now to focus on your finances, make any adjustments that might've become necessary due to those changes in in your goals or your life um, that it may have happened in the last year.
0: So where do I start Lawrence?
1: Well, You know, goals are always a a great place to start, uh, you know, in any financial plan. So the first thing you want to do is is think about your goals for the future and whether they've changed at all. So a a couple of of ways to do that first is talk with your family uh, and make sure you're aware of any changes in their goals as well. Um, Things like in college planning, retirement plans, bucket list items, travel plans, which obviously aren't aren't happening a lot these days, but but hopefully will in the not-too-distant future. Um, and this can be pretty fun. Uh, you know, sit around the dinner table, help, re- you know, this can prompt a lot of good conversations and, and definitely remove some anxiety once you know where you and your family are aligned uh, on the, the plans for the future. So uh, the second way is, is uh, you know, once you have those goals in mind, part of your annual fitness test is to, to check to see if your portfolio strategy and performance and savings rates are still in good shape to support those goals.
0: So in other words, dinner table, what about my portfolio and, Past the mashed potatoes. I get it. Now, that does sound like an important exercise to think about the future and really get clear on what your goals are. I think everybody can get on board with that. But when it comes to making sure your financial portfolio is aligned with those goals, I think most of us could use a little guidance. So give me a primer here on exactly what we should be looking at.
1: Yeah, typically uh, these are two big things you want to focus on, and, and they're your investments and your retirement savings plan. So those are the biggies.
0: So let's talk about what to focus on for investments first.
1: Yeah, so if you have an investment portfolio, whether it's through a retirement plan or outside of a retirement plan, it's always a good idea to remain personally aware of how you, uh, of, aware of how and where your assets are invested, even if you have a financial advisor helping you do that. Uh, ideally, you want to review your portfolio on a quarterly basis, but at the very least, you want to have an annual review. That's, that's a must. Uh, and I want to be clear that review and change are not the same thing. So taking a look at your portfolio is not the same thing as, as making a change. Um, once you do that, make sure you understand what your savings and excuse me, your investment strategy is. And if you don't have one, talk to a financial advisor to, to create one right away, because good planning is essential to, to making the most out of your money. A good way to to test to tell if you do have a strategy is look at what you own and ask yourself, why do I own that stock or bond or mutual fund? And if you don't have a good answer to that, then you, you probably don't have a strategy. And then once you do, you know, make sure that your strategy is still aligned with your, your the details and timing of your goals.
0: Is an annual review important? Because what seemed like a good idea for an investment 10, 20, three years ago may not be a good idea for an investment in 2021.
1: Absolutely, you know, it, it the world changes, uh companies change, uh your situation probably most importantly can change. So there's no reason that in a portfolio you may may not see something that you have owned for 10, 15, 20 years uh in some cases and there may be some investments you may own for a relatively short period of time meaning a a couple of years. Um, we definitely don't advocate, you know, changing uh, in- investments very frequently because that means every decision you make has the chance of being wrong. And there's definitely n- never been any provable data that shows that timing the market is a successful strategy.
0: Is an annual review standard operating procedure for all your clients at Weiss, Hale & Zahansky?
1: Absolutely. That's, you know, when we sit down with our our clients, when they first become clients, that's really one of our, um, you know, must haves is, is we do ask that they commit to at least one, uh, in person or now, nowadays a Zoom meeting to, to go more comprehensively over both their financial plan and their investments. We happen to be looking at the investments on a daily basis. So that's one of the reasons that they, they choose to work with us is that we're minding the shop on a daily basis so that they can go back and focus on what's most important
0: to them. As we talk about a fitness test for your financial plans, what about retirement savings?
1: Yeah, retirement savings, you know, most people have some type of retirement plan, something like a 401k, an IRA, or a SEP plan. And with these, you wanna, you know, again, check on the performance of those accounts over the last year. Are they in line with what you would expect based on how you're invested? Make sure all your contributions that were planned for, for the prior year are, are up to date. And given the fact that often the contribution limits may change year to year, increase those contributions to match them out. Or if you've received a, an increase in pay, you might want to devote a little bit of that to, uh, to boost your savings. So if you, if, if you find that either your goals or your circumstances are changed, you can make the necessary changes to your retirement accounts um, you know, pay yourself first is a is a very easy way to remember. So make sure you're you're realizing the tax savings and, and pre-tax uh contribution benefits of many of these types of retirement plans.
0: Now it's still early for the Biden administration, but I'm wondering if you have heard anything about how policy changes might affect some of these investments and retirement savings we've talked about, where maybe because of the administration change, you might, might want to make some sort of an investment change as well.
1: You know, it's um, it, it, policy is not written in the White House uh, entirely. It's you know you have a legislative process, so usually there's a lot of of signaling of of what may come. Um, but at the moment, it seems to be a lot of speculation, you know, particularly with some of the appointees, uh, that are going in that they may be a little bit more restrictive in certain areas. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that there will be changes that will positively or negatively affect you, but generally speaking, there, there's strong consensus that people need to save for their own retirement and we want to make it, you know, as, as easy as possible. The question is, what's the best way to do that? So we haven't seen any any firm legislation uh, that that's being proposed at the moment. But that's not to say it may not come down the line. And I think it, you know, that's why, as part of your plan, you need to be aware of any of these changes and how they may affect you and how you can take advantage of them to make yourself that much more successful.
0: And while this might be a little off topic, but there are students right now that are looking ahead, applying for colleges, high school students who need some money to go to college. My mother, as a matter of fact, set up, an investment plan for both, actually all four of the grandkids, where you you start a college fund for each kid. And you put in, I think in her case, she put in $50 a month. So it's $200 a month for the four kids combined. And then they got a little nest egg there when they want to use that to help pay off college. Give a little bit of update on that, because we're talking here about Looking ahead for financial plans in 2021, maybe there's somebody looking for a nice gift idea, a relative, an aunt, uncle, parents, whatever the case is, about what the procedure is for how you would start an account like that. And I would assume you've got to start it when the kid is young. You don't start it when they're a high school junior or there'd be no money in the account to speak of. But uh, what are some of the things you'd recommend for people that want to start a college account like that in 2021?
1: Sure. There's there's a number of different ways you can save for re- for college, whether it's for your own child, for a grandchild, or nephew, niece, something like that. Um, you know, one is a five twenty nine plan, a college savings plan. There's a couple different types of those, as well as the fact that five twenty nines are sponsored by uh, states. Uh, so there's the Chet plan in, in Connecticut, for example. There's the plans in Massachusetts, New York, you know, every state in the country, and there's a little bit of difference between each. Uh, plan. So you want to be, be aware of that. But in terms of savings, absolutely getting started early is important. It's, it's kind of look at it as starting a snowball at the top of a tall hill. The earlier you get that snowball rolling down the hill, the bigger it's going to be by, um, you know, by the, by the time it gets to the bottom. Uh, making sure that you understand, uh, the tax implications of either any gifting or any type of investment vehicle that you may be using. Um, if there's a likelihood that you'll be applying for financial aid or unsure if you're going to be applying for financial aid, asset location and ownership is often something you want to consider. Meaning, is it an asset in the child's name versus in the parent's name versus in the grandparent's name? Um, but generally there's, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. Uh, and, um, some provide a lot of flexibility, some less flexibility, uh but but have their own benefits so uh, highly recommend uh taking a look online and of course Call your financial advisor. Give us a call. Happy to discuss those options with you.
0: Now, one reason I brought that question up is because now I'm in charge of those accounts. And I have a niece who's 18 years old who will be going off to college, maybe here in the East Coast next year. So I've been thinking about that a little bit lately as we cash those out and get her ready to help that pay for her college education. Lots of great advice this morning, Lawrence. Anything else people should look at and reevaluate for 2021?
1: Well, you know, we're, we're talking about financial fitness, and, and really, at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's about money. Uh, but the most important thing is is the end goal, and that's people's hopes and dreams that they have for their lives, and, and those are their loved ones. And that's why it's so important to take the time to establish and maintain a forward-looking and achievable financial plan. So it's it's like we always say at White Sale and Vanity, you've got to plan well and invest well to live well. And if anyone listening would like help in prioritizing your finances to help you work towards your long-term financial life goals, please visit our website at whzwealth.com. Give our office a call at 860-928-2341 or email us at info at whzwealth.com. And together we can leverage our plan, invest, and live well process. To help develop a strategy that's aligned with your goals.
0: And as we talk about a fitness test for your financial plans here in 2021, we talked about some of the things I think that would be on people's radar, but what about taking a look at your insurance policies?
1: Yeah, you know, insurance is is one aspect. It's, it's you know, risk management is essentially what insurance is. So it's, you know, really easy to just let policies renew year after year without reviewing them whether it's the coverage or any of the features of the policy itself and and what your needs may be. So uh, take a look through your life insurance policy, home insurance, car insurance. Uh, Make sure that the level of coverage you have is still appropriate and meets your needs. Uh, In particular, if you have had any significant life changes over the last year, you may need more coverage or or possibly less coverage. Um, One additional thing with both life insurance and retirement plans in particular is update your beneficiaries uh, if there's been a marriage or birth or death or divorce in your life recently. So make sure you look through who is going to receive the proceeds of those plans uh, or various policies and that they're aligned with what your long-term wishes are uh, if something uh, you know should happen unexpectedly to you.
0: Hey, another little sidebar related to that San Diego family, you got the 18-year-old niece, you got her 15-and-a-half-year-old brother, and this is a kid that went from inventing video games, he was kind of amazing with the technology used for that, but now he's kind of shifted gears, and he is into investments. So, of course, giving him a gift is easy. You give him money, he invests it. But what advice would you have for someone, I'm talking teenage years, who wants to get involved in investments? How do you start?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I was actually on, on a call yesterday with, with a teenage investor. So it's, it's never too early to start for sure. Um, you know, beginning with, you know, what does it mean to save money? Um, it's, you know, we, we in our family have this, uh, uh saying that don't eat the marshmallow. There was a study years and years ago, uh, of little kids. They were given a marshmallow they had an opportunity to eat the marshmallow. If they didn't eat the marshmallow, they got a second marshmallow. And the findings of that were essentially delayed gratification. And they found as they tracked these kids as they grew up, that the ones that uh, delayed and didn't eat the marshmallow, um, you know, saved the money, waited, were patient, um, were much more financially successful over their lifetime. So uh, don't eat the marshmallow is, is one piece of advice. But Uh, get used to saving, you know, create a bank account uh, when you're able to, uh, you know, different institutions have different age limits. Uh, And then as you begin to accumulate money through summer jobs, gifts, those types of things, um, take a look. If you have earned income, you may be able to create a a retirement account for yourself. What does it mean to put the money away in an investment vehicle that you may not touch for, 40, 45 years or so. Um, And then in terms of investing, they have a long period of time, particularly if it's a long-term goal, um, you know, look at things that will hopefully grow your money. uh, And there's, you know, some ways you can educate yourself. Um, It's a topic of conversation that is often um, a bit taboo in, in some circles that, you know, you don't talk about money as a family. But we would we would say that talking in healthy ways about money um, is really setting your kids up for success, um, so that they understand that money is a tool uh, and can be used very responsibly, or it can be used very irresponsibly. So, uh, like I said, don't eat that marshmallow.
0: I never expected the word marshmallow to appear in that answer. Lawrence, all good information. And now, after talking to you, I don't have to go and read the J.P. Morgan Weekly Update. Thanks for joining me this morning.
1: Thanks. Always a pleasure to be here, Wayne.
0: Lawrence Hale, Principal Managing Partner from Weiss, Hale & Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors. As the Principal Managing Partners, Jim Zahansky, AWMA, and Lawrence Hale, AAMS, CRPS, along with Vice President, Associate Financial Advisor, Liesel Cording, CFP, offer securities and advisory services through Commonwealth Financial Network, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor, fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. They practice at 697 Pomfret Street, Pomfret Center, 06259, their phone number is 860-928-2341. Weiss, Hale, and Zahansi Strategic Wealth Advisors do not provide legal or tax advice. The tenured financial services team strives to support clients in achieving their financial life goals. Content is sourced and researched through 2021 Commonwealth Financial Network. For more information regarding wealth management and customized financial planning with Weiss, Hale, and Zahansi Wealth Advisors, please visit whzwealth.com.